It's accepting that it's okay that you're wounded. It's okay you have uncomfortable sensations. It's okay that it's there. All it's asking is for your love and attention and acceptance. It doesn't want you to push it away. It doesn't want you to marginalize it. It doesn't want you to make it wrong. It does not want you to suppress it. It wants you to go, it's okay, I love you in any case, however you're showing up. Because I know that you are here to show me how to grow exponentially and love myself, therefore love the planet and love human beings and see that we're all connected. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful, magical, mystical beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna, your weekly deep dive into your inner connection so you can express your loving light to the world where we pull back the layers restricting health alignment and love and today as usual i am here to bring you a powerful guest who i can share with you but most importantly have this sort of cosmic dance with so we can express our love together and give you some give you some deep insightful elements that you can take away and 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 use in your in your world today before i get to the beautiful woman I have to share with you today. A few things. Firstly, please remember if you get some value out of this chat today, what helps us build this show for both the guest and myself is if you can share this episode with a friend, a partner, a family member that you think can get some insight out of this. So just share it with them on social media, wherever you feel called. You can also leave your feedback, your insights, your love in some reviews, both on Spotify and Apple. If you get a bit of, get a few gems out of this conversation today. With all that, I want to now introduce the person that is on the show to me. Miss Dawn Katie is a powerful being in her own right. She's a healer. She's a spiritual teacher, a holistic health coach. You're probably noticing some similarities here, but uh, she's a powerful heart. We're going to talk about today, just so you know what you're getting yourself into. We're going to get into higher self-connection and communication. We're going to talk about the collective consciousness, how to reprogram the mind and heal the body, and how ideas and abilities like intuitive channeling and connecting to your higher self really plays a role in all of this. With all of that, Dawn, thank you for joining me here today and welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Thank you so much, Harrison. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome, my friend. I um, We had a chat about this. We've found each other on the, the Podmatch platform and I was telling you, when we got started, when we had our pre-call that it's one thing to read words about someone and what they do and all these beautiful things. It's a whole other thing to tune into their energy. And I think the moment that I got to start chatting with you, uh, that, yeah. that energy clicked. So I'm excited for what comes out of this dialogue today. Dawn, where I like to start these conversations is spending a little bit of time in the past, not much, just a little bit because what is most important is the is the here and now, but I think context and and a bit of understanding for listeners really helps. So I'd love to know, Dawn, if you could give us maybe just you know a quick synopsis or the biggest pain teacher in your life that led you to the beautiful work and the woman that you are here today. What comes up when I ask that question? Thank you. So much for asking that question. It is really important that we do look at the past, but not dwell there. And the biggest teacher for me on my journey was realizing how powerful my body was. And I had to have multiple lessons. <laughs> the thing to my mind was when I was five and a half months pregnant and I slipped and I was deemed disabled and they advised me did the mainstream medical system that I would be fine once I had my little boy. But unfortunately what happened is I started to decline and my health got worse because I'd brought in this little human being that I had so much self-hatred and self-loathing for myself. And then having to look after this beautiful human being that I'd birthed was just too much. I couldn't cope. And because of the internal trauma of my own childhood, and years of being in pain with various diseases. And then this new human coming in who just needed all my attention and mm. I couldn't give any attention because I was in so much pain and suffering had me so out of alignment 
that I saw that I'd actually been living like that for a very long time. Mm. And my son was almost amplifier. Yeah. He was the amplifier showing me it. And I just had this knowing when I was, I was 11 weeks pregnant and he named himself. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a boy and he named himself and he told me he was Alfie. And I just knew at that point he was here to completely change my life. I just wasn't ready for <laughs> what it was. So I'd say that that was the biggest change in my life that had me was the realization of how amazing my body was. Even though I had three autoimmune diseases, I still was able to hold a pregnancy and go through the whole period of time needed. Yeah. So, so thank you for sharing that, my friend. You know, one of the, I got many things out of what you just said, but <laughs> the biggest sort of thing that rises up in me is, and I was just talking about this with a friend uh, about how we as souls, we pick the parents and the family that we come into with. And it's not just, we don't pick. So as that soul, the son in your situation, we don't just pick it for ourselves we pick it for what it's going to do for the parent, for what it's going to help them shift, right? And uh, I have an actual, I have an episode coming up talking about this, about soul wounds. And so stay tuned for that if you're connecting to this idea. But, you know, Dawn is a beautiful example of, you know, this soul wound, this soul contract, this soul family dynamic, that there is something bigger at play. And if we can learn to lean into the pain lessons, then we can really pull out those little, those little points like, Ooh, there's something else going on here. Does that resonate my friend? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's because I had my son, I realized that I was holding onto a lot of anger because it was being projecting back. He was, he's just an absolute mirror of everything that is hidden from my consciousness. And that's how I've gone from, been asleep. I would say I was asleep. Mm-hmm. I kept coming in and out of consciousness from the age of about 12. I was in and out, in and out, but I fully awakened when I was suicidal, mm-hmm. when I became suicidal. And it was my son that pulled me out of that. And it was my intuition. And it was like the alignment of the two of going, I can't allow my son to find me. And the alignment of my intuition, yeah. my higher self saying that none of this is true. Mm. All of the lies that you're telling yourself, they're not true. Saying that you're useless and you're worthless and you're the worst mother. It's not true. And Mm. it just kept saying, it's not true. It's not true. So whenever my mind was projecting all of these thoughts and beliefs that I had been programmed with from trauma, from my childhood, Mm. my higher self, my intuition just kept going. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. And that pulled me out. But it was my son that had me listen to the intuition, listen to the guidance. The reflection of his love was so bright. You couldn't ignore it. The reflection of his pure space of light. And that's, you know, uh, I think this, this, uh, this sounds like a conversation for another day, but that's the, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, connecting into inner child work. We connect back to that wholeness, right? Children. I just did an episode on this too. Children come in from that, especially that zero to seven age frame, you know, pure in a lot of ways. And then the programming, you know, good or bad comes in on top of that. And, uh, you know, children in that bright open space, again, it's not just powerful for them. It's powerful for whoever is around them that might need an awakening. So it's, um, it's beautiful, my friend. Thank you for sharing that story. I want to shift now. So as people could hear in that, right, that yes, we don't want to spend time in the past, but it, it can empower us to really see and put some dots together about why we're here now. What is the bigger purpose and passion and reason? I want to get into some of the tools and things that you express to the world now, Dawn, that you help people with. And I'm going to get into this bigger conversation around healing through connecting to the higher self and you know collective consciousness, all these things. But I think let's start with one of the tools, one of the methods that you use is the neural the neural alignment method. And I want to, let's start with that. Explain to me and to the listeners what that is and we'll bounce off from there. Wonderful. Um, so that a method came to me through my own experience of healing myself. And it was probably over a hundred tools and techniques that I taught mm-hmm. myself. 
And it was this amalgamation of understanding each of these tools and techniques and what we need at a certain time, because just like a computer game, we go through a level and you go to the next level and the tools that you used might not work on the next level. So you've got to keep up leveling and understanding the simplicity of the truth is that when we tune into the body, that's the main tool is just learning how to communicate, how to be with the body and allow it to communicate. And it's getting to that point and using these tools and techniques to deepen your relationship with your body because your body will tell you everything that it needs and wants, keeps you in the now as well. It keeps you in the present moment. So the tools and techniques, we don't give power to those. They are just there to help us to be able to build this relationship up with our body. So I wanted to express that, that tools and techniques are just as good as how you use them and how you evolve from them. And the neural alignment method is purely about getting the mind out of the way, as in respect of getting it into alignment with the body and not fighting the body and not using the body as a slave. Because unfortunately what happens is we're programmed to give all of our power over to the mind and the body's just a mechanical machine that just gets us from A to B and it's not really worth focusing on. And what the neural alignment method does is it brings us back into, okay, What's going on in my mind? What's the purpose of my mind? How much power am I giving my mind? Who's actually in control? And it's getting to understand the psyche. So that's what the neural alignment method is. It's aligning the mind to the body and to your higher self so that you're in control, that you're in power, and you are the one at the driving seat and not the tools and techniques and not your mind and not your body. It's you. But you use your mind and body to be able to live the life that you want to live. And we have to have them in alignment. Can feel, can feel the passion moving through your words, my friend. And it sounds, it sounds like a very, you know, I, I think a lot of people out there in the, in the podcast world, I've seen this in people that I get to work with. Sometimes we get a bit over overwhelmed with all of the things, right? With all of the tools, with all of the modalities, with all of the practices. And in that in itself, we get lost in the tools, in the practice. We think the tools and the practices are the things, is the thing that is doing the healing. That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard when what you just described. The the amalgamation of the tools, that's valuable, but it's how that that amalgamation is then applied with loving intention. And the other sort of distinction I want to make and pull out and expand on what you said is, and again, I would encourage people to go back and listen to an episode I did talking about the difference between uh, thinking, sensing, feeling, and intuiting. And these are ways in which information can process through us. But we live in a world in which we think that thinking is the only way. Right. So we, when we do something different, such as intuit, which we'll get into in a second, we think it's wrong, right? We think it's different. We think, oh, I, I can't get to my healing solution through this download or connection to something spiritual and mystical because that's not what I've been taught. But it's, 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 the, it's not an or conversation. It's an and, right? I can be a thinking powerful being and also be a purely powerfully intuitive downloading being in the same vehicle. Does that resonate? my friend? 100%, 100%. That's exactly what I teach. It's like, it's everything. You are everything. You are all of those things. And those tools are just there for you to harness, to be able to take you to the next level and the next level and the next level. They're not you. And they're not more important than you. It's about harnessing them. And I love the fact that you've done an episode. Now I'm going to go and listen to that because the thinking, feeling, and the sensing, sensing and the intuitive, yeah. that sounds yeah. an incredible. Yeah, it sounds like an incredible episode. So I've actually wrote that down because I'm going to go and listen to yeah. that. Well, I don't want to, I, I, can't, I can't take credit completely for it. It's, um, and I'm sure you've, you've gained a lot of, uh, teachings and education from Mr. Carl Jung, right? And I was inspired. He, he teaches it, right? Carl Jung teaches the difference between those four. And I just sort of riffed and added my own experience, but I, I shared it because it's so powerful, right? Because it's exactly what you're saying. It's, you know, yeah, we live in, we live in a world where we're just taught the one way, but where we're unconsciously restricting our potential to heal when we just focus through that narrow lens. Uh, 
Dawn, I think this moves beautifully into the next thing I want you to define for me. So what I'm trying to do here is set a bit of foundation and then we're going to bring some things together. So what now explain to me what your definition through your experience is of higher self or mm-hmm. higher selves. What is, how do you yeah. define this to someone that maybe is new to this? That's a really interesting question because it's there's nuances to it. And sometimes you, you don't even need to know what it is. Just trust that what's coming through is for your higher good. But what I've noticed is, and I'm going to share two experiences that I know the difference between. So when I was 22 years of age, I almost died of a bowel disease. Um, my body, my organs started going into failure. And I was told, and this was in the UK, And I was told that if I didn't have my bowel removed, I would die. And I had this absolute knowing that I could keep my bowel. This knowing, it was just this knowing. There was no voice, nothing. It was just this absolute knowing. And the guidance that came through was talk to your bowel, love your bowel, hold space for your bowel and send it love. I was not even awake at this point. I was just listening and I just had this knowing Harrison and it was just this absolute no matter what anybody said to me I had doctors I had surgeons I had my parents I had my partner at the time I had nurses everyone trying to convince me saying that I was insane and that I was gonna die and it was almost like bullying three times I was wheeled down to the operating theater ready to be cut open the anesthesiologist was ready to put in. And I was like, no, I'm not signing anything. I'm not signing. I know that my body's going to heal. I know. I just know. I can't explain it to you. And I don't care if you think I'm insane. I know this. And that is where I listened to my higher self. That was my intuition that was guiding me. And it just almost overtook my entire body because I was so weak. I was dying. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like at that point, I just completely surrendered yes. that my higher self came in and took over. That's the word. That's the word right there. Surrender. I, so thank you for explaining that my friend. And I think the beautiful, again, this is what the pain teacher comes in, but that, that, that experience you went through, it sounds like one of the gifts that came from it was this connection and realization and and more of a sort of cementing of this ability that to be very, just to be clear for everyone listening, this is not a Dawn thing. This is not a Harrison thing. This is something we all have access to. And I define higher self just to add on to what you're saying. It's a, it's a receiving. So thinking I've noticed is more of a action taking and and a doing and an acting from a thought pattern and acting from a belief system where intuiting and connecting to your higher self, it's more of you just getting like a, a receiving something, a download, as you said, and knowing, but it, it comes, it usually comes in a state of not act, non-action, right? It comes in a state of, of being, and then we decide what to do with it, right? We express from there. So uh, love it, my friend. Let's, let's expand further then now and let's go. So we've talked about, some of the methods that you've that you use, and then this higher self connection. Let's go even deeper, and let's define now collective consciousness, right? Because these are the these are the parts that I want to sort of bring together for everyone. So, how how does this play a role in the work that you do? What is your understanding around it? How can we make it easier for people to understand? So, in the work that I do. Um, people are sent to me who are deeply suffering and they're trapped in a cycle. So it's not necessarily pain, it's more of the suffering because pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. So it's the universe sends me you people. Say it's that like, again like, for the people in the back. So yeah. people heard that that's little distinction <laughs> there. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> so pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Very important to distinguish the two. Pain is inevitable. We are going to experience pain. It's how we grow. It's how we expand. It's how we learn. It's how we get outside of our comfort zone. Unfortunately, it's uncomfortable. And for some people, it's painful. Because change can be painful. We've got to let go of old things. We've got to completely surrender and allow ourselves just exactly the same as a caterpillar when it's transforming into a butterfly. It goes into mush. We have to go into mush and that's painful because we're letting go of things that we believe that are helping us 
when they're no longer, we're going to that next level, going to the next level of the computer game. You can't go in with what you had in the previous level. You've got to let it go and start again. And this is the thing. And what we do is we carry everything from the previous 10 levels. Maybe we're going into 11, level 11. And unfortunately, what's happening is people are carrying all of this weight. You can't get through the levels as easy. You're not um, bouncing around. You're yeah. not agile you you're heavy and you're dense and you're dragging yourself around because you're carrying baggage that no longer serves you and, and what i've yeah and I, sorry to interrupt you john but i feel like this is where it connects to the collective piece that you were just talking about right that that individual holding on to all that baggage you know is not that's not happening in isolation that person carrying all that baggage is constantly being triggered and projecting out onto the, all the people yes. in their world. Right. And if yes. they're unconscious and unaware of that, then, it, you know, that person, as we all can probably imagine in our minds or maybe connected to someone we know, maybe ourselves, right. Is not a balanced individual. <laughs> no, they're a ball of reaction. They are a ball of reaction. And whenever anybody touches them, they're triggered and, and how we're meant to be through the trigger process is it's, it's meant to be looked at as this is happening for me, not to me. We're not meant to look at it from a pain, a place of suffering. And this is, this is where we go around and we, we project into the collective and it's not a bad thing. There's no right, wrong, good or bad. We're projecting out into the collective so that people are triggered. So people, People then come from a place of power and go, wow, this is happening for me. So this woman cut me up because I need to slow down or I need to have compassion that I don't know why this person cut me up. I don't know what's going on for them in their life and have a compassion for other people and not just for yourself. And this is the thing. It's going, okay, where am I not having compassion for myself? Because if I can't have compassion for another, it's saying that I can't have compassion for myself. So I must slow down and say, how can I be more compassionate with self? How can I love myself more? How can I be in this uncomfortableness without projecting it onto another yeah. human being? And this is how it works with the collective. So if we are in pain and we're in power at the same time, that's where we change. That's where we become profound beings of light that is here to guide the way and light the way and said, look, this is how we do this. This is how we show up. Isn't it magical? Isn't it beautiful? Without words, it's our energy. People walk past you and they're like, wow, I feel different in your field. I feel different mm. around you. And that's the connection that me and Harrison had when yeah. we had that conversation. It was just like, wow, I just want to sit here and be in your presence because it feels beautiful. And that's it, what we're meant to do. It feels familiar, right? Yeah. I think it's so happy you took it to this level, my friend. And uh, I think let's, Let's probably get, let's go there now because I think this flows on beautifully. So uh, what, I, what I'm trying to paint the picture of here for everyone listening is, you know, bringing in these components, right, of the, you know, the neural alignment method, you know, the intention, the loving intention, the connection to higher selves, and now the collective connection. One thing that we can now go further with is this idea of channeling. Right. And mm -hmm. this is exactly what Dawn was just alluding to is I think, and I've done a couple episodes on this too, but we'll speak about it here because I think Dawn can give her own beautiful perspective on this. Whenever we hear the word channeling, and I know I did for a long time, had this perception, we, we perceive in our mind that someone is channeling if they're being taken over by a spirit and then they're using their voice and they're projecting some light language and maybe, maybe that's a part of it. You know, I've definitely experienced and seen people do their things. Medianship is a real thing, right? However, what we, what we overlook in that expression is what is the embodiment of the thing that they are channeling, right? What is, where is that voice coming from? Where is that light language coming from? What is the space and place, the frequency in which those expressions are moving from? And that is what, and I want to get your perspective on this, my friend, that is what we really mean when we say we're channeling, we don't just want to channel and speak some words or make some creative art or play a music. We want to channel a feeling and a frequency, not just to 
to, to show other people that we can do it. No. So we can show other people that they can do it, that that frequency that we channel and tap into is not a Harrison thing. It is something we all have access to. Any thoughts on this, my friend? <laughs> it's exactly, I teach this with my clients. What I do is I channel what they need to hear from their chaos. And in that, it brings them into alignment because they're no longer in the chaos that they can start channeling for themselves once they have come away from a session with me. It's almost like they come with the chaos. And when you're in chaos, you can't channel. It's, it's not possible. The, the vibrational frequency, so it's, it's almost like it's distorted. It's, it's, it's not a, a beautiful wave. It's just this flashing and it's, it's heavy and it's dense and it's uncomfortable and nothing can penetrate through that noise if you're in chaos because you're just wrapping yourself up in more pain and suffering. So when someone comes to me, they just completely let go of everything. I hold the container of let go of everything. Everything that is having a disturbance inside of your field, let it go. Allow it to come out. It's not going to make any sense. It doesn't matter. It's not about making sense of it. It's just energy that's trapped in your body and we've got to let it have the movement and the motion so it can be released. And then once the body feels heard and the mind feels understood, this is the process that people go through, then what happens is I get shown words to highlight so I'm channeling and writing and channeling while they're speaking. And then their higher self comes through to me and it says, these words here are the words that are going to bring them into alignment. There needs to be a teaching. And this is the teaching. It's not my teaching. It's their higher self that's giving me the teaching for the person. Dawn, can you share an example? If it's, if yes, it's, if absolutely. it's, so if it's okay with, you know, don't say anyone's names, keep everyone confidential, but yeah. give us an example of maybe what, what was something, what was some, cause I want to make this very practical too, for people listening in terms of their healing, right? We're not just talking about all these things because they're nice topics to talk about. We're talking about them because they help us shift and heal and expand. So Dawn, maybe give us an example of a client that came in with a particular challenge. And then what was yep. the what was the download that you got that helped them shift? Let's see if I can get the channel to come through of what mm. I actually shared because I don't retain the information, if that makes sense. It comes through it me. It does make sense. We just have to see what comes through. So an example, I had a client the other day and she was in, I'm experiencing that I am dropping the ball with my son. I'm not being present. I'm letting people down. I feel like, I have no energy. I feel like I'm collapsing. And it was just for 20 minutes, complete letting go of all of this, beating herself up. The theme through it was I'm not good enough and everybody's seeing me making a mess. And I don't want people to see the truth that I am in a mess right now. And what came through was it was about control and guilt and that she was holding control and guilt in her body. And the control was about not surrendering to that her body needed to collapse, that she'd actually been saying to her body unknowingly how to recharge. How do I recharge? How do I recharge? And what mm. came through is the channeling was, you've been asking for this. You asked for these lessons. You asked to collapse. You asked how you could let people down because she was asking how you can recharge and was showing you exactly where you're in control and where you're not in control and where you need to let control go and where you need to bring control within yourself. So the channeling that came through was you asked for all, all of these lessons. So each lesson, she had seven scenarios that came through. So she had seven different scenarios that came through where she'd let herself down, a son down, a friend down, a colleague down, a client down. And each one of them, the channeling came through and she only told me a snippet and it said, this unfolded this way because the lesson for you was this, sit and hold. And when the channeling comes through me, it goes through my client. And what happens is it's almost like that they're getting the lesson for themselves. So it's almost like there's something that's blocking. It's incredible. They were blocking, their mind was blocking the 
the channeling for themselves to come through. So in this process, in the beginning, it was clearing the mind and then the channel came through me. And then I was able to talk to the mind, get through the vortex, the, the vault of the mind. So then it was allowed to go through the body and then the realization come, oh, wow. And those seven scenarios were just, the session was going through all of those lessons. And the theme was, is I am looking to gain control external to me and not internally with my mind. I'm not in control of my mind. I'm allowing my mind to play in the field of guilt mm -hmm. and I'm not listening to my body and my body has been forcing and trying to get my attention. So it had me collapse. So I would listen. So, so much in there, my friend, thank you for channeling that. And, and expressing that channeling, expressing and breaking it down. I hope that was, hope people were able to connect into that. And a lot of similar trends and themes that I think many of us can relate to with the body speaking, but the mind, well, what we, what we perceive as the mind, but in my perception, it's actually, uh, you know, I think the, the image that I want people to to feel into around the mind perspective is a garden, right? And if, if a garden is full of weeds and full of, 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 of pests and thorns and things that restrict life, right? Then if I'm trying to, you know, bring in some beautiful guidance or plant some beautiful flowers and so add some new things, it's going to be very hard to get into that. But if I can start, you know, pruning and weeding and planting some new foundations within the internal mind, then now there is not only less obstruction and challenge to receive, the internal landscape is different, right? So another image I think too that, and maybe I can get your perspective on this, my friend, is a mirror, right? A mirror that has smudges or has like blemishes on it, right? If I'm, if you Dawn are projecting into that mirror and those, and those, and those smudges are in the way, then some bits might get through, but it's not going to fully express itself versus if mm. I Harrison do some of the internal healing first and clean up some of those smudges. Now what you are projecting can resonate through me. Does that make mm. sense? Does that image connect to your experience? Yeah. It makes sense. And when you were sharing that, what, what came through for me is it's almost like the mind is like, thank you for holding the yes. space of what a clear mind looks like, showing me what a garden looks like so I can recalibrate. That's, that's what came through when you were sharing that. It was like, I hold the space for a clear mind so that the mind then connects to my mind and goes, oh, that's the blueprint of how I'm supposed to look. I forgot what yeah. it's supposed to look like. And it's almost like then the mind goes, okay, can I just share with you all of the distortions that are happening so that I can release these? And so the body can purge and release them through the body because the body is holding on to what the mind doesn't know what to do with. Because the mind eventually goes, I don't know what to do with this body. Can you store this? Because it's not being looked at. It's being ignored. And I need to get on with this, this, and this. I don't have time to be spinning this around. So the body holds a trauma. And it's almost like the process is the mind. It's not me doing it. It's me holding the space for the, the truth of how powerful we are because of my own distortions that I've gone through because of my own experiences. It's almost like the body and the nervous system goes, I understand. And I, I can feel that this nervous system and this body in front of me has been through what I'm going through right now and has the light codes, has the energetic codes, has what I need to recalibrate. So it's almost like a map. I'm uh, getting up my phone here. I want to share some resources based off everything you're saying, my friend. And it's two books I want to share here, but just to affirm and give, give listeners more sort of resources to dive deep into exactly what uh, Dawn is sh sharing here about the body keeping score and the connection between our minds, right? So the the first book is called One One Mind by Larry Dossey, D-O-S-S-E-Y. And it's, it shows the science now being shown that 
while we are all individual expressions of the one source, our minds are connected to a one mind, right? This is the, the quantum field, the collective consciousness that we were speaking about before, right? So that's exactly why when Dawn says, when my mind can connect to someone else's and see the blueprint, that's why the download can happen because, you know, and this is a whole other conversation, but the separation, the illusion of separation is really that, right? It's an illusion. The other resource I'd give people to look, to dive deeper down this rabbit hole is the book, The Body Keeps Score by Mr. Bezel van der Kolk. And I'm sure you've read it, my friend. And it shows, it shows now again, scientifically validated experiments and, and, and procedures that have been done showing how the body through a trauma response will hold on to the resonance, the emotion, not just to, not to punish you, not to, not to, you know, keep score in a negative way. But so when you have the opportunity, when you have the safety, when you have the love in the next available situation, things can be healed, right? Things can be released. Have you, have you connected to those resources before my friend? Um, yes, I have. Um, I actually haven't read them though, but yeah. I was guided to buy them a few years ago and I never read them. So I'm guessing that there that was go. a message to me to read them. There you go. There you <laughs> yeah. Go. That's, that was my, yeah. that, that was my channel working for you, my friend. So giving the yeah. love right back to you. Um, Dawn, let's shift here a little bit now. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I hope this is really giving people some, some, abstract esoteric understandings but some also practical tips to start moving mm. through and i want to go into another thing that you a therapy that you support people with that i think can give even more context and uh structure here for all the things that we're talking about and it is acceptance commitment therapy and this is something that you do with your clients so i would, I would love for you to define what it is and we can go from there yeah, this is probably up there to be one of my favorites. And the reason why is, like I said in the beginning, it's about the body. Being present in your body is how you will heal. And what acceptance commitment therapy does is it has you go into your body and feeling into what's happening in there. And it's almost going, scoping it out and going, this is interesting. What, what sensation am I feeling? So it's asking the body a question. For example, a client the other day, she was like, I'm so confused. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel that we need to actually have a conversation about this confusion. I'm feeling, and I'm getting told that it's actually confusion with inside of your body. So what I want for you to do is I want for you to close your eyes and I want for you to ask your body. And if your mind gets involved in this, and this is a really good tip, Harrison, when you go into the body and the mind is spinning and it's talking, there's two things that you can do. One is to go, interesting, thank you for sharing that with me, mind. But right now, this is communication with the body, but I hear you and I will revisit soon. Thank you for coming. The second thing that you can do with the mind is you can say, mind, do I have permission to speak to the body? And the mind's like, yeah, of course you do. It will give you a pass. I love that. So when we do that, what we're saying is I am in control, but I'm asking for your permission because I have been asleep for a long time and you've been running the show and I respect you for that. But I also need you to step aside right now and let me communicate with the body. Uh, let me jump in there, Dawn, because I think that is such a profound point and a lot of time where people get stuck, right? They get stuck in that protection mechanism that the, that the ego mind is triggered into leaning into, right? This is, uh, and I love, I love what you're saying because it's now what we're starting to do is to love and accept the mind for what it is but then choosing to move beyond it and to step into our healing anyway. Right. I, I see this, I see this as such a uh, challenging mindset, especially within the spiritual community that we as spiritual beings, sometimes we say we have to kill, we have to transcend, we have to push the ego into the corner. But what that does now is that's adding fire to fire. It's adding resistance to resistance, the ego, the mind, as we've been saying in this conversation, right. Is a part of us, and like any part of us deserves to be loved for what its function, what its role and how it is there to support us. If that support is in itself restricting healing, i.e. the safety mechanism, then we don't mm -hmm. want to kill it. We want to see yeah. it for its functionality and then transcend it. And it sounds like this is what this, this therapy and this method is doing. 
yes and that's um and that's the power of this when when you and this is what I realized through my own journey is when I'd hear things about the imposter syndrome, I'd actually have a reaction in my body. My body would reject that. And I started to explore that with my mind and body. And I was like, why does it have to be wrong? Why is it an imposter? It's not an imposter. We have programmed it unknowingly. And other people have programmed our mind unknowingly with things that are not serving us anymore, but they served us at a point. At some point, we created these programs and allowed them to function because they assisted us and they helped us. And it's just like turning around and saying to a child that's screaming and crying and putting your hand over and going, shh, shh, I don't want to hear you. Be quiet now. Be quiet. I know what to do. I know what to do. Just shut up. (laughs) Yeah, shut up. I'm going to gag you because you know what? I don't need to hear your noise. Your mind is screaming at you saying, I need you to come in and I need you to clean house because what I've got here is I've got so much conflicting information that you're telling me that I should love myself. Well, I can't love myself because you've told me for so many years that we're not good enough. Yeah. I I don't understand what you want from life. And your mind brings up these thoughts, not because it wants to hurt you, not because you have an imposter. It's saying, which is true. Can you tell me which is true? Because you're, doing these beautiful affirmations and saying, look in the mirror, look at yourself and tell me that you love me. And 10 minutes later, you're going into, I'm useless, I'm worthless. And whatever that is for you, whatever that story is that you're telling yourself. And the mind is going, all I'm showing you is you're asking me to stand in front of a mirror and say and believe that this is true. And I'm just showing you what's a contradiction to it. Can you please sit down and just sit with the contradiction? And, and sort it out and let it go and tell me that it's not true because you are feeding into it because you're giving it time, energy, and attention, which means a part of you is believing that it's true, yes. which means that there's a wounded child, there's some scarring. There's a scar with inside of you that is asking for love and attention and acceptance. Yes. Not, it doesn't want your judgment. It wants your love and acceptance and attention, and that's what I – teach people and with the acceptance commitment therapy it's accepting that it's okay that you're wounded it's okay you have uncomfortable sensations it's okay that it's there all it's asking is for your love and attention and acceptance it doesn't want you to push it away it doesn't want you to marginalize it it doesn't want you to make it wrong it does not want you to suppress it it wants you to go it's okay I love you in any case however you're showing up because I know that you are here to show me how to grow exponentially and love myself, therefore love the planet and love human beings and see that we're all connected. Beautiful, my friend. If I didn't need to record the rest of this episode, I would drop the mic right there. But <laughs> the, <laughs> the only thing I'll add to this is you know, bringing this back to a spiritual foundation because it's kind of what I do and is the name of this podcast is the cosmic love antenna and that cosmic love that lies within us that is the foundation of us is a very particular kind of love, right? It's not the conditional kind of loving. It's not the sex and violence kind of loving. It is the unconditional kind. So going back to exactly what Dawn is saying with these aspects, with these thought patterns, with these beliefs, how we heal, how we integrate is from that space of unconditional love, right? Seeing the thing in all of its glory or non-glory or ickiness or resistance or shame or guilt and deciding through our beautiful creative power to love it anyway, not to ignore it, not to suppress it, not to add judgment, as you beautifully said, but to I would say not only accept within this paradigm of this tool that you have, but forgive, right? It's, it's the self-forgiveness as well, right? Acceptance and self-forgiveness, I think, ties in beautifully together. Right? I think a big part of forgiveness is acceptance. A big part of acceptance is forgiveness, especially if that thought pattern, that trauma, that belief comes with a lot right? I, a lot of ideas that, you know, experiences that come into my head is around, sh- you know, trauma and sexual trauma and, you know, abuse and all these things. And, you know, I think your therapy, my friend, applies beautifully to all of it, no matter, no matter its nature. Dawn, loving this chat as expected. I, I want to take this 
further here now. And I got a couple more points I want to hit with you before we have to finish up. How does how does all of this come together? Right. So I want to maybe throw you an example. So I let's say I am a I'm a client or I'm someone that's moving through, let's use some examples. So a lot of my listeners, for example, are moving through childhood trauma, right? A lot of my, my listeners may be moving through or have moved through chronic disease, chronic illness, chronic challenges through their physical and mental bodies. Where do you start with people, right? So I think that's probably a, a good place to share with everyone. So with all of these things we've talked about with the acceptance commitment therapy, with the connection to higher self, with the collective consciousness, with the, uh, with their neural alignment method, what's step number one, right? So people can really start to tune into, you know, is this for me? Is this what I need right now? Mm. Step one is to have you take responsibility for your life and that you are worthy of creating a life that you want to create. And it's about taking responsibility, not that it's your fault that what's happened to you, but it's taking, and it's, it's taking people through the step from no responsibility to radical responsibility of going, this is completely my responsibility. It's regardless of the abuse. I went through abuse myself. It's regardless of the abuse. It doesn't matter about the abuse. You have to move beyond that. And that is a journey in itself, is moving beyond that. I asked for this because when we're children, the victim victim mindset, right? It's the victim and then it's the martyr. So myself personally, I was a martyr. So I was a victim martyr. I was like, push through this. I'm not a coward. I'm strong. I can do this. And I had this like, don't fuck with me. I'm an absolute bitch persona. That's what I held because underneath that, I was so soft and delicate and wore my heart on my sleeve that I knew that if I let someone in, they could potentially deeply hurt me. So I had this really thick wall around me and it's about not breaking it down and judging it. It's about going, I have created this and I take responsibility that I created this because it's what I needed in order to be where I am right now. If I hadn't have created that, I wouldn't be the person that I am now. Mm. And it's taking responsibility. Dawn, sorry to interrupt you again, but so important for people to hear, right? Just like we have the power to create the life that we do want, we need to take responsibility and acknowledge the the disempowering things that we're creating, right? Like, yes, there are other people at play here and people project onto us, but if it's sustaining life within us, there is a big part of us that's creating that sustenance. Yeah, 100%, absolutely. And then once we get to the point, and it's not about linear. So I'm going to take you through the steps, but it's not about a linear process because you go back and forth. It's layers and layers and you're going back and forth through this. And it's taking the responsibility to the point that you can go to the next step, which is acceptance. And you've got to accept, okay, this is a shit situation. It is what it is. And that's the process that you take someone through is it is what it is. And it's getting to that point of it is what it is. It's the past. I can't change the past, but what I can do is change the present moment, therefore changes the future, which means I'm not going to suffer anxiety. Because if I'm in the present moment, I'm not future projecting. Future projecting is anxiety. I'm past project, going back into the past and going, oh, I wish I could have changed it. Things were better back then. Whatever that is that you're playing in the past is depression. And being in the present moment, you have to take responsibility and you have to accept. It's not about 100%. We're human. It's not, it's 80%. It's 60%. It's whatever it is for you in that moment is perfect. And trusting that when you're ready to get to that deeper layer, you will, you will be there. It will unfold. It will be perfect. But you have to first take responsibility so that then you can unfold the process of acceptance. And then what happens is you start to create hope hope that you know what I can actually do this and then we start yeah and we start to stack evidence Mm. on the contrary of we've stacked evidence on the side of I am worthless I am useless I'm not good enough whatever that is for you we start to change the narrative of hey I actually am powerful since I've taken responsibility 
it seems that I don't project as much. I don't get as much as angry. I don't have as many people hurting me. I don't have people projecting their hurt onto me. And I'm accepting my situation, which means I'm not creating resistance. I have less pain. I'm not in depression as much. I'm not in anxiety. And you start to stack the evidence. And then what happens is, is the mind goes, oh, okay, these beliefs are not serving you. So rather than you having to work on it, which is a personal development and new age trap, by the way, of I've got to work on myself, I've got to work on myself. And then we become addicted on working on ourselves because that's saying to the universe, I'm not perfect and I'm not accepting myself. I'm not taking responsibility from myself. So therefore I've got to work on myself. I've got to work on myself to get to those points. It's not, it's about surrendering. And it's about saying, you know what? I just completely surrender that my mind and body know exactly what they're doing and they will show me what I need to do next. My higher self will come in and guide me and the process will unfold and the beliefs that are not serving me. I don't need to hunt for them. I don't need to look for them. They will come up. And I I will say, Dawn, you know, if that truth, like you said, that innate communication coming through isn't coming through for yourself yet, ask yourself the question, what layers do I need to remove, right? It's less of a, I'm happy you said the working on. In my experience, it's more of a taking away, right? It's more of a pulling the things back that are restricting, like we've been talking about this whole chat, the light and the healing and the communication and the dialogue from expressing itself, right? It's it's sort of, I had this analogy explained to me uh, today. It's in another episode I was recording it's kind of like, think of you, you have a balloon or a ball that you're pushing into the, you're pushing down into the water, right? And, and you, you doing all the work, you're pushing it down. You're thinking that the pushing down into the water is what's going to cause the healing to occur. But what we don't realize is when we take our hand away and we start re- removing all of the layers that are restricting expansion, what happens to that ball in the water, right? It explodes up and out. And usually, it's that up and out where our, the answer that we're seeking resides, right? Dawn, thank you for highlighting that sort of jumping in spot. A, another episode, maybe you're interested in it as well for people to listen to. I did a, uh, another recording on the seven A's of healing by Mr. Gabor Mate. And maybe it's a book that you've read as well called uh, when the body says no. And he he talks about these powerful seven A's and I riffed on them, but the first two A's, well, first three, I think are the most significant, especially to what Dawn is speaking about. He talks about the first three A's being acceptance and then awareness and then anger. And it applies beautifully to what Dawn is highlighting here, right? We can't change what we don't accept. We can't shift what we don't bring awareness to and anger, which is probably a whole other conversation, but Anger is a, is a very misunderstood emotion that if we can learn to balance, it starts allowing us to energize and express the things that actually need to be expressed. Does that, does that play into what you're saying, my friend? Does that resonate? Yeah. Well, it all, it all comes through in those stages that um, I take people through. They, these all come out because what happens is, is when you take responsibility and the acceptance, the awareness just naturally comes. Yeah. There's no forcing of anything. There's no forcing of anything. It's just going, okay, if I take responsibility and acceptance, then the rest will just play out. And it goes into that knowing. And that's where you want to be is knowing that I am powerful as we all are. Knowing I am the foundation of love as we all are. Knowing who you are and trusting yourself and being at peace with yourself and knowing that you chose to come here to experience whatever it is that you're experiencing. And there's not, it's not about right, wrong, good or bad. It's going, you know what? I chose this. I, on some level, I chose this. And I, yeah, there's times that I wish I chose a better life, but I can tell you right now, Harrison, I would not change a thing. And I have gone through a treacherous life of pain and suffering, but let me tell you, I would not be as good a practitioner as I am. I would not be able to hold the space. I would not be able to have the depth of, love and joy and peace and acceptance of self and of others and of this beautiful magical world if i had not experienced the depth of suffering Mm -hmm. i love it my friend and this is a (laughs) a powerful space 
to wrap up here. I have one more question, Dawn, for you before I let you go. And I've, you know, I just want to say I expected a beautiful dance to occur and, you know, you've met all of my expectations and more. So thank you, my friend, for sharing your love for me today. If, if people have tuned in, tapped into some of the things that you've said, that the steps that you do, the therapies that you offer, what is, what is, where is a place you can direct them to? Do you have a book? Do you have some courses, website? What do you want to share with my audience uh, that comes up for you now? So I have a telegram channel where I actually channel for the collective and for the group. And that's healyourself.dc. That's a Telegram channel. More than welcome to join that. I also have free programs that you can access, which is through healyourselfagain.dc on Facebook. That's a community. I give a lot away for free. If you go into Insight Timer, I have lots of meditations on there that is for free. If you want to work with me one-on-one, you just go to alleviatepain.com.au and look on there and it's good, a 15 minute good, consultation. Good URL, by the way. That's a good, that's a powerful URL. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Yes. So what I want to leave for people is you are perfect and you are held and you are loved and you are deeply cared for. And when you're at the other side of what you're experiencing, you will feel it. You just have to trust in the beginning. And honestly, I felt everything but that. No matter what I was given, no matter how much support I was given, when I was 22, I was given support multiple times. I still did not trust and I didn't let go. And I fought the process and it created so much disease in my body. I just want to hold the space and I'm sure Harrison is with me on this you are so powerful that it's hard to even comprehend how powerful you are. It, it really is. And just listening to this podcast, the energy that I want people to walk away from is you are powerful beyond measure and you are magical and you are amazing. And I love every single person that is listening to this and who, ha- who can't listen to this because I know that if you listen to this podcast with an open heart, it will change your life. So thank you. That was beautiful, my friend. I didn't, uh, didn't expect that outpour of love right there, but uh, I receive it and I'm sure everyone listening can connect into and tune into that love. And I want you to hold that thought for a second, my friend, because I, I want you to hold, well, it's less, more of a, less of a thought, more of a feeling. Quickly, let me just say if people tuned into that love and all the things, the offerings that Dawn just expressed, you can click the details in the, in the podcast app and you can actually go straight to Dawn's websites in the, in the app itself. Right. So I want to make it as easy as possible. If you've connected to this beautiful woman, can it click on those links, but Dawn, while we're still in this frequency of love that you just shared with me, I want to end this chat now by asking you one final question. And I actually want to see if you're open and I actually feel like you're already doing it. <laughs> if the question I want to ask you, the, the, the intent of this podcast is helping people connect back into their cosmic space of love. And I'm wondering if you'd be open to one, sharing your definition of love, but if you wouldn't mind channeling that for us, what, what comes through when I ask that question? Love is full acceptance of self with no restrictions, no buts, no what, no shame, no questions, no how. It's the surrendering to the magnificence of everything that is around you and who you are and being in awe of life and play. That's what's coming through. I'm seeing a child running through with a kite and just this laughter and joy and just loving life and, and saying, what's next? What's next? How does it get any better than this? And it's being that vibrational frequency of this vibrational frequency. I can feel it. I'm waiting for the word to drop in. It's this vibrational frequency of everything is happening for all of us in a magical way, if you tune in and realize that your heart is guiding you every step of the way and the unconditional love is inside of every single one of us 
It's just that we look to our scarring and give power to that over what we want to create. Yeah. Beautiful. My friends, I love you very much. Thank you for spending time with me today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your thoughts, your mysticism, your love with everyone that's tuning in. Beautiful podcast listeners out there in the podcast world. I hope you connected into this love today. If you did, remember, you can share this with someone else that needs it, friends, family members, lovers. You can leave your feedback, your reviews, maybe some gems you picked up from the beautiful dawn here in your reviews. But with all of that, we'll leave you with this love. Have a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And we'll catch you next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. If you're a working professional wondering what's next for your career, you've come to the right place. Whether you're looking for a promotion, growth, or a potential career transition, look no further. With over 30 years working in a variety of industries, I share my insider knowledge with those ready to get ahead on Career Advancement with Craig Ansell. Tune in to get your strategies for success. Electric acid.